0: Welcome to another episode of Grounded with Brandon and Craig. My name is Brandon. And I'm Craig. Good morning. Hey, how's it going? It's good. How are you? I'm good. I
1: just wanted to make sure that on Friday you got your Astros jersey and your hat ready to go and everything is going to be orange and blue because the Houston Astros and the Philadelphia Phillies. Sorry, Sue, we're going to do this and get this over with now the way. We won't. But the it. Philadelphia Phillies and the Houston Astros are in the World Series starting on Friday and, um, I'm, Go
0: Astros. So here's the deal. If the Astros were still... So we had a good day yesterday. If the <laughs> Astros were still in the National League, uh-huh. if they still had um, Bagwell and BGO playing for oh, them... Enis Cabell and Bob Watson and J.R. Richard, and I have no idea who those I see, are. See, that's what I'm... But anyways, thinking. back, you know, mid-90s, mid '70s, I would be pulling for the Astros. But because they're not in the National League anymore, I'm sorry, I have to pull for... Bryce Harper and the Phillies. I know you do, and I told you earlier. It's like the Phillies have something that no he other just team just flipped his hair real quick, like Bryce Harper. No other team in baseball has something that the Phillies have, <laughs> and that is the
1: Philly fanatic. They do have the Philly fanatic. They do have the Philly fanatic, and the and um the Phillies don't have what the Astros have, Dusty Baker. So. uh they also don't have
0: Jose Altuve, and that's a blessing. <laughs> it is the jankies
1: <laughs> exactly. Anyway, there we go. We'll get that okay. out of the way. But go Houston on Friday. Go, go Phillies. Phillies for you. Yep. And here we go. All right, All right. So right now we're sitting here in um, the stream room, and man, the sun is shining. It's what about fifty degrees or high forties right now? Yeah, it's it's actually really nice outside. Up to seventy-seven. Ugh.
0: What do you mean? Uh it's hunting season, man. You speaking in tongues again. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I was. If accused. you weren't here yesterday, we sang a song, and about a little more than halfway through, this guy in front of me goes into some kind of speaking in tongues thing. I had no idea
0: what he was doing. Listen, I when the no Holy idea. Spirit lands upon you, you just yeah. have to. When the obey. Holy Spirit lands upon me, people get mad, but when it was you, you start <laughs> speaking in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we sang "Love the Lord Your God" and or "Love the Lord" and by Lincoln Brewster. And Lincoln Brewster does this little interlude, and he's like, La-da-da. "Is that is he related to Lefty Frizzell? I don't think okay, so. I yeah, I don't think so. Lincoln's got some crazy hair though, big old mohawk. Yeah, but, well, but, but anyways, yeah they they looked. At, I could see you and Clint first service looking at each other and laughing. Like he, he, I knew I was going to. He, hear Clint it. looked
1: at me. And went, What is he doing? And I was
0: like, I think he's speaking in tongues. <laughs> did you understand it? I did not. So, so I, you didn't have the gift of the Holy Spirit. Well.
1: Or you didn't. You just... <laughs> <laughs> Valid point. Valid point. Anyway, now that we were just, we were having a good time. I knew you, I knew you
0: saw us down there. Oh yeah. I knew you saw us. He was... Oh yeah. And I also saw Clint's second service when he decided it was a good idea to take a video of me to do it.
1: <laughs> he did, didn't he? And then he listed a uh, scripture from Acts about the church. <laughs> when <laughs> when you, you receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> when the Holy Spirit comes
1: upon yes. you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but
0: yeah, so good, uh, good, man, the weather has been beautiful. I mean, yesterday was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. really nice. Perfect we got day. some work done outside and had some some work in my man cave there that was long overdue that I should have done like a year and a half ago that I didn't. But those windows, that so that man cave, I don't know if you knew this, that little brick building there. Right. They lived in that while they built our house. That's back crazy. in like 1962. And so it was just a little one room brick Where's building. was the bathroom. Was it an outhouse? I must have been, had to have been. It changes the game when you go from an inside bathroom to an outhouse, right? Well, they were building the inside bathroom, but they yeah. just had to wait for it. I think I, I, I
1: don't know if we could survive today on outhouses. Like I, I, I think I people would. Um, I mean, I, I don't like them, but I would. You know, you do what you have to do. That's right. But um, yeah. I got got to tail into the the outhouse phase when when I was growing up. But anyway, yeah. But Uh, how do we get on outhouses? I I don't know. Go to the next thing, right? Yeah. No, it's about the outhouse. Yeah. Yeah. So we
0: put some, but we my dad had had made me some plexiglass windows to put in the like as a backing on the windows because we have we've had cats that have liked to get in there and they've busted out windows and Mm. so guess what? Bye bye cats. Well. Yeah, I agree. They'll find another way in. Yeah, they will. They're like raccoons and rats and mice. That's what I'll have in there next: is yeah. raccoons or possums. Exactly. But Pop- here's the here's the beauty about cats: they do keep the mice and the rats away. Very true. So very true. There is a we've got one out in the barn: a mouse, no, a cat. Okay. Actually, he killed a mouse recently. Did he? Yeah. Yeah,
1: we have cats in our
0: yard, and they'll bring their kills up. You know, like congratulations. Yeah Like perfect Right Yeah yeah, Most cats bring you know mice and moles and stuff Mm -hmm. Our cat um, Mm -hmm. She died there a year and a half Two years ago Um, But Schniggles She brought a snake on our porch once Ooh It was dead So What what was this name? Schniggles What was it? Schniggles It's a long story (laughs) Are you speaking in tongues again? (laughs) Listen the uh, uh-huh. Holy Spirit rests upon me daily. <laughs> right. But, I hope no. you
1: get a, I hope. I hope he uh,
0: keeps you out of uh, trouble more than he does me. So. Exactly. <laughs> right. For sure. Oh man. But no, it was it was a really beautiful day, and it's it's. I think it going to turn out to be a beautiful day. This seventies yeah, 70s today, seventies 70s tomorrow, Tor- and, and then and we have a little rain coming in this a week, little cold front Wednesday
1: with yeah. some rain. Then the weekend looks pretty good, back up in the mid sixties. So. Yeah. Get ready for the World Series and yeah. you know, get See, all that's that
0: time. when I can be in the woods and I want to be hunting and like, like 45, 50 would be perfect height. Have you not
1: got, have you not, um, shot Har- anything yet?
0: Harvested? No, I have not harvested anything yet. Uh, How's how, how that possible? Because I don't want to shoot a button buck. That's all you've seen? No, I've had some. I'll tell you what, here's what you need to do you need to jump in the back of my truck
1: oh. and we'll drive down the six mile road of Whitestone and you'll see all the bucks. That you want to see? I mean, I saw I, I literally I saw three this morning on my mm-hmm. way in. If you were hanging out of the back of the truck, you could have got him. Yeah, nothing Talk illegal. Redneck. There's nothing illegal about, about that red-nicked. at all. Well, it's 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 your blind. You're in the. You can use
0: that as a blind. The back of the truck, the bed. Mm-hmm. You can paint yourself up. Yeah, yeah. There's something about shooting from the road, and all of that's private property. So, <laughs> as long as you come visit me in prison. Well, I can. Your family will have deer, but would they even get the deer at that point? Probably not. They'll probably confiscate that, too.
1: (laughs) Or just go door to door down Whitestone. Hey, do you mind if I shoot a deer if I see it in your yard? Right. And they'll be like, no, no problem at all. Yeah. Like, who's that fool hanging (laughs) on the back of that (laughs) truck?
0: We still have the dilemma of shooting from the road. That's, exactly. That's a big no-no.
1: <laughs> shooting
0: from the road. Right. Oh, my gosh. That's what happens what, when we, we take advice from a, Kentucky? from a city slicker over here. Exactly. <laughs> We're not in Cincinnati. No. That happens a lot. i sure <laughs> Shooting from the road happens <laughs> a lot sure in Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a little different context exactly. there, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Anyways. man. But no, it was a good weekend. We had, Where are we uh, going with this thing today? I have no <laughs> idea. We are so all over. Should, <laughs> we should talk about baseball again. <laughs> yeah, we should. Yeah, Sue's going to be like, can you guys just stick to baseball? <laughs> oh, gosh. Hey, i tell you
1: what, I, I tell you what, I, um, I, I, uh, yesterday when, um, when we were driving, um, just how the sky blew. It's like, it's like this, um, it's a different blue than what it is in the summertime. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a fall blue right. or if it's an autumn blue or whatever, but the sky and the clouds were absolutely gorgeous yesterday. And then how some of the fields have been taken down mm-hmm. and some of them have been plowed or again. Over, yep. And then some of them still have corn in them and you get like a, uh, one that's been done again and then has, then the corn is still in the field and you got like those barns and that blue sky. It, it is almost like a picture perfect scene. I mean, it, I think uh, this year, uh, this fall we have actually gotten a fall we have and that we that's have. been great because the last couple years uh, I don't remember really seeing a fall like we see the t- leaves train uh, change and then it seems like we get dumped with rain right and it just beats the um, trees to death where you don't really get to enjoy the beauty but this year, man we have got to we've gotten to see some really beautiful mm-hmm. um trees yeah it's and,
0: it's been nice for multiple yeah. reasons, but the main reason that it's been super nice is that um wow you haven't complained. Not yet. <laughs> it's coming. Oh, it's coming. But
1: Okay, last week when it got cold, you remember it got cold like two days and we were into the third day. See, I loved that. See, I looked I got up that morning, I looked at Anita, I was like, I'm done one hundred percent with the cold. And she looked at me, she said, You know we're not even started yet. I said, Well, I'm just telling you, I'm done with the
0: cold. <laughs> yeah, you wait until the is negative negative twelve. Oh gosh. It's happening. It's gonna happen. You live in central Ohio. I'm gonna try to remember
1: that the house of God is inside of me. And right. I need that piece of Him. Remember everything I, that Paul
0: went through. I and do. We talked about
1: that. He did, you know what? He never experienced cold weather, though.
0: <laughs> he, okay. That would have sent him over the edge. <laughs> yeah. Shipwreck, <laughs> snake looked, bite, <laughs> prison, you know.
1: Paul's like, and then I had to face cold, and that was the straw that broke the camel's right? back.
0: <laughs> I said, why, God? Right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't see that. I think Paul yeah, would have yeah. endured
1: it and he would have been fine. Yeah, he probably would've he probably would have been like, Oh, this is great relief from the heat. Right. <laughs> you need to channel your inner Paul. Okay. Speaking of the Apostle Paul, we're spider webbing again, but think of all the stuff that guy went through. I mm-hmm. mean, um, he was shipwrecked, he was beaten, he what he was flogged, he was in prison. Snake he, bitten. Okay. Snake bitten. Mm-hmm. The whole story with the snake, mm-hmm. that does that not make give you the heebie jeebies? Yeah,
0: first is a poisonous snake too.
1: Yeah. Like he should have
0: died. Yeah, he should have. I mean I mean, snakes give me the heebie-jeebies, even if it's like a six-inch snake, so. Right, right. And, um, so,
1: just the point of the, of everything that that guy went through, and, mm-hmm. you know, we go through maybe one thing, two things, maybe three things a year, major. Right. And, uh, we feel like the world is crumbling in on us, and, um, and I, and, 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 and granted, the apostle Paul didn't have all that stuff dumped on him in a right. month's time, but still, there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of play in his you know right bad things and circumstances and so but i mean this guy was in prison a lot too Mm -hmm. i mean he was um (laughs) he was being sought after like he was a what do you call it like he was a criminal and um so you look at all that and compared to that yeah you know i feel pretty sheepish about complaining about the cold weather but you should so don't throw that in my face because, you know, we'll get about mid-January and you'll be like, I remember the Apostle Paul. And I'll be like, hey, welcome to Grounded with just Craig. Brandon's no longer going to be joining us. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> I'm going to start calling you Paul. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just, Justin. <laughs>
1: Anyways. So we had a, good, a pretty good day yesterday. It was um, a good day, down again in attendance. We had a lot of people gone. A lot people of people were camping. camping, my goodness, they were camping.
0: You and I text back and forth because we knew that people were right. camping. You were like, maybe we should just go camping tomorrow too.
1: Exactly, or just do do a live stream from the ta- campground or something like Sounds that. Like a plan but, to me, yeah. But I, um the um, it was a good day. I I was shocked because usually we talk about the uh first and second service. And the second service was the one that was really on yesterday. They were flipped. And um man, when um I was in the stream room here mm-hmm. yesterday and at one point, man, you could really hear them singing
0: in here. Oh praise the name. Right after after your message, mm-hmm. before communion. Mm-hmm. We got to those like last couple courses and I backed off the mic. Like I, I was just like I was able I was worshiping, just listening to them worship. Right. Like that was so joyous to me. And they were, were just singing that and you could just see, tell they were singing it with their whole hearts. Right, right. And, and yeah, that was, that was a blessing. Yeah, it was really nice. And, uh, they dead stopped when you went into the speaking in tongues,
1: but other than that, they right. were really, really singing. But I, I just thought it was, um, I thought it was a good day. We talked yes. about the mind of God and, and, um, you know, um, I, um, the whole point to this was, you know, the, I think the question I start out with is what, what does God think about the way that you think? And um because that really does affect things And here's the thing I, I think that we forget and I, and I even forget this for myself We talked about this last week Where it's like we hear something at church Or We're always thinking about this is good for somebody else, but what about for me? Right. So what does God think about the way that I think? Not about the way that you think or not the way that, you know, somebody else thinks, but what about the way that I think? Mm -hmm. We have to look at it that way. What is going through my mind and what am I thinking about and what is, um, what am I landing on? And um and what you land on really does dictate where you go. Yeah. Um, because I see people today and when I say people, I'm usually talking about Christians right. who struggle between the rhetoric of the world and what God's word says. Right. So a lot of times when you really start hammering down on truth and hammering down on um, you know, the spirit of God and you go against what they've been hearing for two and a half, three years when right. it comes to anything about, you know, what, what we, what's been going on. They really, it's really difficult. And sometimes they get mad and sometimes they, they don't, you know, they, whatever. Yeah. And so it's what, it what it's what goes in your mind. And the hardest thing in the world, I think, is to give yourself, you know, or surrender yourself to God. Yep. We sing, I surrender I surrender all Mm. but do we
0: do we exactly
1: do we do I do I surrender my mind to God because like what yesterday was talking about that the mind is really the battlefield of Mm -hmm. of your life what goes in your mind it's like you can sing you can go to church you can read your Bible but what's going on in my mind is really a wrestling match um with feelings and emotions and worries and anxieties and fears and what I think about people and this or that, and so it literally is a battle for exactly um, exactly romans twelve two I think it's one of your favorite scriptures mm-hmm. it is it says don 't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think, and then you 're going to learn to know god 's will for you, which is good pleasing, and perfect and and, and I love that part where um, this is let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. think. Exactly, you you have to change the way you you can't go with the culture. You can't go with a friend. You got to go with what God says because once you go with God, He's going to show you His will. You're going to know His will, and your life is going to change. Um, Philippians four eight. I love this verse. Um. He says, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent, worthy, worthy of praise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that verse. Think about things that are excellent and, and worthy of praise and what God is wanting us to do is get our, get our mind off of us, get it on the, right. get it on the things of God. Um, Proverbs 23, seven for as he thinks in
0: his heart. So is he. You having problems over there? Yeah, I was looking for a scripture, and my, like the internet here at the church is being janky this morning. So, Speaking of janky, we, we were um, reading, and, and, and I may completely misquote this, but we, we were reading, Allie and I were reading um, in the Bible recap, and so we're in the Gospels now. Um, but Jesus, isn't Jesus talking to his disciples, and he's like, you know, it's not, or is he talking to the Pharisees maybe, but he's talking about, you know, it's not, You know, pretty much saying it's not what you eat, you know, that defiles you right um but it's it's what's you know what's in your mind what's in your heart right right that defiles you and 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 i think you know those two things are connected to right. your heart and your mind are connected um and and you know kind of going back to what you were saying is you know what does god think about the way that i think it's like you know that's a simple question like we should really be assessing every single day you know sometimes we got to pump the brakes on our thoughts and say okay is this pleasing to god mm-hmm. you know i i was convicted of that you know, I, there are times where it's like, okay, that's, that's not pleasing to God. Right, right. Um, I need to get my mind off of that. I need to get, keep my mind on Christ. I need to have the mind of Christ. And so absolutely.
1: I, um, we've talked about Wayne Smith before yes. numerous times and he, I heard him preach a sermon one time about your mind can be, uh, your, your, your own worst enemy. It could be your roadblock. It can be your hurdle. It can be your hole, your pothole, what you fall into. And he was talking, he, he, he asked this thing one time. He said, what if tomorrow morning, for the next, when you get up at eight o'clock tomorrow morning to eight o'clock at night, whatever you think, everybody finds out what's in your mind. Mm. How would that change the way you think? And it was really good because he said you'll go talk to somebody and you'd be like, "Oh, how's it going?" All that, and in your mind, you're thinking, "I don't like this person. I can't stand this person. What are you wearing?" He said, "How would that change your thinking?" Right. If people could actually hear what's going on in your mind, and you know that's. That is a big thing. That's huge. That's very big. Because I bet we would clean our thoughts up um pretty fast. Exactly. Um Philippians 2.5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So – we got to have the mind of Christ. Um, the Apostle Paul, um, you know, basically is telling us we have to renew our minds and how are we going to do this? we got to wash our minds with, uh, with God and his word. That's why I brought up that scripture yesterday about husbands and wives because the last part of that is so good. And not only is it relevant for marriage, but it's relevant for everything that we do. And in Ephesians 5, 25 and 6, it says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word. Right,
0: you wash your mind by the word of by God. By the word of God, exactly. By the word of God, and I think that that is something that you know we've talked a lot about over the last few years. We really have, you know, we hit our series. Um, there was that two years ago, three years ago in James. Yeah, um, yeah. Last you know a couple summers. Summer, and, and, and yeah. you that and that that phrase that you you know kept driving home during that series just continues to to speak out to me is know the word and do the word right and i think there are a lot of people today that know the word right they know what god's word says right right but then it's like you know where the rubber meets the road is when you in turn do the word did we do a sermon series rubber
1: meets where the rubber meets the road yeah Yeah. i
0: thought so yeah but that's you know and that's just the truth is that you know It's one thing to know the word. Right, right. We have to do the word. And, you know, and I love that, you know, he might, that God might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. Exactly. You know, that's, that's really where it's at is we are cleansed, we are sanctified, um, by his word, by knowing the word. And by doing the word, it's not just enough to know. Right, right. You have to do. It's like, you know, if you know everything, but then you, you go blank on a test, well, right. what good does that do? You have to follow through with that.
1: Well, you always have to wash your mind with the word of God. And we, and here's the thing. You have to wash your mind with the word of God. You mm-hmm. got to be
0: intentional about yes. doing it.
1: I have to be intentional about yep. doing it. And mm-hmm. so like even the scripture that we just read about husbands and, you know, you know, love your wives and the washing of the word. Here's the thing. Married couples, we have to watch what we think about our spouse. Oh, exactly. Because you, you're not going to tell your spouse all the time what you're thinking. Right. So if she does something or he does something, you're thinking, oh, what a, what a jerk or, you know, what a, whatever. And, and so we get in our minds. So that's that's a mind game that you're playing with yourselves that's something that satan is getting so Mm -hmm. you have to go back to the word of god what
0: what is what is god telling you it's such a battle in our minds yeah and again you know your mind and your heart are connected because what that does is when you start thinking those things like you said you're not going to tell your spouse those things right but what that does is that causes animosity and that causes bitterness and that causes anger and those those things kind of just kind of take hold of your heart and then you become even more bitter and you become even more cold and you become even more on edge. And and so it feeds off of, they feed off of each other.
1: Well, same thing works even like, you know, for people that you work with or people at church, right. Um, you know, or you, you get in your mind, you don't like somebody. And you start to convince yourself or anything that they do, you start picking apart. This is a battle in your mind. This is what's going on in you. You have chosen to go down that, that, that road. And, yep. um, and, and I think today, especially for Christians, especially when we're coming to cultural things, I think a lot of Christians are listening to a lot of, um, news and a lot of, they're reading a lot of blogs. There's reading a lot of stuff that not necessarily go against God. You know, the worst thing is, Not somebody that comes out and says, Oh, I support abortion or I support this. Right. The worst thing is where they take a little bit of the truth and they skew it. Right. And you're unsure. Mm -hmm. And so you start to believe that other than the word of God. That's the worst thing that can happen,
0: I think, to to us. Absolutely. You read um in Isaiah chapter twenty-six, verse three, it says, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. And so when we when our thoughts are fixed on God, when our, our minds are focused on him, then he gives us what? He gives us peace. Exactly. And you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are, are fixed on you. I love that. Just, just a great too. reminder. you know. And, and, and that's, you know, just again, just a wonderful reminder for us is that the Bible isn't just the New Testament, right? There's so so many great things that right. we can take and we can lean on from the Old Testament, you know. And we, right, right. we look at Jesus. Jesus didn't. I think you may be talking about this as coming up. But you know, Jesus didn't come to get rid of you know everything that had right. come for him. You know, the Law of Moses and right. all of that. He came to fulfill it, and yeah. you know that was a fulfillment of that law. And so just because Jesus came and died, and exactly. everything doesn't mean that all he that literally stuff connects goes away. the dots back. It's connected, but right. he's he's made a different way through that. But that's still valuable for sure. Well, and and the truth is, you look at the, all of that, everything that took place before that, points to him. It leads to that. It everything. leads to Jesus. Everything leads to Jesus. I mean, every story. Yep. I mean, you look at you.
1: Uh, everything has a has a reference or a an example for for Jesus Christ. Um and um you know even the flood, um the mass exodus in yep. with the with the Israelites the, you know, Abraham and Isaac. The story of Joseph, everything, everything relates to Jesus Christ. Isaiah talks a lot about Jesus Christ. I mean, about the coming Messiah. Um, How about Vadi Bachman's quote? That was good. Vadi says, what you think about, what you worry about, what you brood about, what you read, what you watch, what you are depressed over, everything that goes through your brain is something that you decide that stays there and makes a home. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. I agree with that one hundred percent. I uh, read, um, actually, gave an example yesterday of, about a writer that wrote down a. He
0: wrote a letter. Do you remember this? That was good. Yeah, that know, was like, very good. You like that? And, and it's all. And I'm, I'm going to be talking about that here in a few weeks. But it's all about your perspective. It's all about in what you see in this writer. He, he wrote, sets down and he writes of all of the the bad things that took place that year. He'd had, what? Yeah, he says my
1: gallbladder was removed and I was bedridden. I turned 60 and I was forced to leave my publishing company and I'd been there for 30 years. He went sadly. My dad died unexpectedly. My son failed his medical exam as well as being in a car accident. He spent several weeks in the hospital and my new car is a total loss. He put this past year was a terrible, terrible year. His wife came in and looked what he was, saw what he was doing and she raised her eyebrow at him and grabbed a pen and a piece of paper and she wrote, last year my husband got rid of a gallbladder that kept him in constant pain and suffering and now he feels marvelous thankfully my husband retired at the age of 60 with amazing health and we can spend much needed time together my husband's father did pass away unexpectedly at the age of 97 hmm. this year without a moment of suffering after living a great life and thankfully he peacefully died in his sleep yes our son was in a car accident but by the grace of God his life was spared when it shouldn't have been and he has no disabilities because of it um, she says last year was a fabulous year mm. she gets up puts the paper in front of him kisses him on the forehead and she says perception my dear it's all mm-hmm. about perception isn't that true
0: yep exactly perception i ask the is question everything. which
1: person are you yeah, yeah. Which, which person of the letter
0: yeah. are you Yep. it's really tough and, and it, it is tough but it, it takes a conscious effort to say you know what i'm not going to allow my, my mind to go down that way mm. i'm not going to because what happens is when you allow your mind to go that way it does it snowballs and you continue just like that, that gentleman did, you know, like that writer did, you know, everything was, was bad. Everything was negative. You know, what's God trying to teach you through those, through those things? You know, and his wife had a different perspective where it's exactly. like, wow, those, you know, those are blessings. Exactly. Um,
1: you know, when you have, when you have the mindset of God or the mind of God, it does change. Now, Here's the beauty and the grace and the mercy of God. Mm-hmm. He knows He knows us. He knows we're fallible. We he are knows human. We're sinful. Yep. We knows we're human. We have fleshly things, and so He allows that. But your heart, what you said earlier, it's all about your heart. What's right. inside of your heart. So you know you can't live there. But if you have a moment or a day or a few days, that happens. It happens, right? And so, but where do you go from there? I love
0: man, Charles Spurgeon. This was about as quick and easy and understandable I've ever heard Charles Spurgeon. Super simple. He said, "It's not happiness that makes you grateful, but gratefulness that makes you happy." Exactly, exactly right? I, yep. I I love that.
1: Um, you know, um, and Tony Evans, you know, he was. Yep. I wanted to. I wanted to actually read more of the quote. There was a lot more that he said, but I. This is the point that I wanted to get together. He's like, "Let me just say that when you go home at night." And your kids run into their rooms and your wife heads out back and the dog hides behind the door. It's all you, brother. Your, your mind is like concrete. It's all mixed up and totally set. Mm-hmm. And I love that because, you know, that's true. A lot of us as Christians, our minds are mixed up. Yep. And they're totally set in the wrong things. Because they're not, they're connected not to God. the mind of Christ. Exactly. And I see it all the time. Yep. It is so plain. And, um, How about, uh, I threw this in yesterday, the last, actually I threw this in last, like on Saturday, I wasn't going to do this, but I, I actually threw this in, um, where I said I heard about a wife who (laughs) said to her husband, how many times do I have to tell you? I'm not a grouch. I've just been in a bad mood for 40 years. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's all about your attitude. It is. It's your attitude. It, it literally affects everything about who you are. Right. And, um, I, I mean, can I just be honest? I have to work on mine daily. Mm hmm. I work on my mind every single day if not i could go to some pretty dark places right and i don't want to go there because it doesn't do me any good it doesn't do the kingdom any good it doesn't do the what god wants in my life family it takes good. my family yeah, yeah it yeah. takes me away from what god wants me to do because what happens is when you allow your mind to do that you become self-centered right and you become selfish yeah. and it becomes about you so now and we talked about this you become a victim instead of a victor in in Jesus Christ. Exactly.
0: So, and we are called and Jesus, you know, reminds us of this command in the Old Testament in Matthew chapter 22 verse 37. He says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're all connected and we must love God with everything that we have and when our when our hearts and our minds and our, our souls they're focused on God, guess mm-hmm. what? The little things mm-hmm. that happen around us, they're not going to get us as mm-hmm. flustered. Mhm. You know, because the truth is, is that things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to have things that, that take place, whether oh, it, yeah. it could be a car accident. You know, it could be a gallbladder needs removed. It could be, you know, a, a surgery major, minor, whatever. You know, you, you know, it could be a, a death in the family. We are going to face those things because we live in a broken world. We do. That's what happened when sin entered the world. Thank you, right. Adam and Eve. Right. And Satan. And, say, <laughs> and Satan. Um I don't like to thank him for anything, but right. <laughs> um, but anyways, you know that that's just the byproduct of sin. It is, and so what do we do when those things You know, you you talked about you know Job, and and we'll, we can get to that in a little bit. But you know, how do we respond when exactly when those things take place exactly. in our life?
1: Well, uh, the uh, you read that verse, but the next verse is this, and and I like the I like I, I read this from the ESV mm-hmm. because I love the way they worded it it's this good. way. It says, "What am I to do? I will pray." With my spirit, but I will also pray with my mind. Mm-hmm. Also, I will sing praise with my spirit, but I will sing with my mind. Also, mm. you know what I'm picturing there, and I didn't break this down yesterday because I just don't have the time to do all this. Right? But what I'm picturing there is you that don't have the time to do what you do. Exactly. <laughs> I will pray with my spirit, meaning I'm going to pray to God, but. My mind should be focused on him. It's not just I'm going through the act alone. Right. With the spirit, but I'm doing my mind. And then when I'm, when I'm going to sing, I'm going to be singing with my mind. My mind is not going to be distracted. Exactly. So basically my mind is not distracted from anything that God wants me to do. For sure. This is hard. Very I hard. I mean, it's hard. very hard. This is very hard. Um, and I read again, you know, Solomon, I put this in twice. Yes. Uh, Proverbs 23, 7, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. And we've, you know, you've already alluded to that fact. Whatever's in your heart is mm-hmm. going to eventually um, come out. Luke six forty five. This is this is a convicting. This verse. is
0: this is one of my favorite verses in in all of the Gospels. But it, and I think that's because of exactly that. It is convicting, and mm-hmm. it's something that I try to remind myself of quite I'll often. I'll let you read it since it's one of your favorites. One of, one of my favorites. Yeah. Luke six forty five says a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil produces. An evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart, and and I'm I'm convicted of that quite often. Whether it's what I say, I've already when been I'm,
1: convicted of that twice this
0: morning. Right? What I, what I say when I'm by myself? Yeah. What I say when it's just me and my wife? What I say? You know that maybe my kids are hearing that they overhear what I say when it's me and you. Um, you know, it doesn't matter who's around. It could just be me. But guess what? my mind and my heart are connected and so it's going to start that snowball and that's that's the effect of the mind there you can't really leave the mind and
1: the heart in like two separate things they're they're would you agree they're 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 together yeah they're they're not disjointed because our mind feeds that, and exactly. it gets into our heart. So, what, I'm fe- what am I? What am I feeding my mind on? Am I feeding yep. it daily on God? And I'm just talking about some devotion that Charles Stanley wrote, you know, 25 years ago, and you're right. reading a paragraph right. or two and right. a and a scripture, and he gives you a prayer thought. And I'm talking about you're really feeding on the Word of God, right? It's feeding who you are are to become. You're not you're not feeding on the word of God to get your position to confirm what you want. You're feeding on the word of God to learn from the word and let the Spirit use you and change you. Change
0: you. Yeah. And And I think you know to answer that question, you know, I think we can honestly look here at Luke chapter six forty five, and and answer that question for us. You know, what you say flows from what's in Mm -hmm. your heart. What are we saying? Mm -hmm. What are those things that we saying? And that's how we know if we're connected if our mind is connected to Christ right. or not.
1: Right. Uh, a few weeks ago, I don't know if everybody remembers that we talked about, you know, you're a child of God. If you're, yeah. if you're walking with God, you're a Christian, you're, you, you are a child of God. And so you literally have direct access to God at any time, day or night. Uh, you don't need somebody to go for you. You can do it because of what Jesus has done. And, and I read a scripture from Ephesians 2.18 that says, now all of us who can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. This is absolutely huge, I think. And I think we forget this sometimes. Right. And, um, but I, I said yesterday that, because of this we have more power than any power on the face of the planet you have more power than the president of russia you have more power than the president of the united states you have this supernatural power that comes only by knowing god and his spirit and the spirit of god is so much more powerful than what you see taking place right now in this world and we've already said this but when you have the mind of god would you agree that you have victory yes i mean you're not yep. going to play the victim's card. You're not right. going to play the "woe is me" card. Where, why is my life so jammed up? You're 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 going to be the part. You're going to play the part of a victor of what
0: Jesus has done for you. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I love where you kind of lead into next. And it says for Second Timothy chapter one verse seven. It says, "For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love." And self discipline, and when we are connected, when our minds are connected to God, when our minds are connected to Christ, then it doesn't matter. Again, the circumstances around us, right? Doesn't matter what pops up, you know. Doesn't matter, you know. For me, a year and a half ago, year what a little over a year ago, whenever it was, a year and two months ago, that long, that drawn out sabbatical vacation you had. That, that was we're talking about? that was not. If that was a sabbatical, I'd never want to take another one again. Um. But, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm in the hospital for five days. But if my mind's connected to Christ, then God is going to give me, you know, a, a you know, power, love, and, and self-discipline. I'm exactly. not going to have a spirit of fear and timidity. No. I'm not going to be you're afraid. Not. I'm going to trust in him.
1: And it doesn't mean you're not going to be afraid. Right. And I think yesterday I said in one or both services that, you know, you, you may land there, but you're not going to live there. Right, right. Uh, you could – Everybody gets immediately, you, your first reaction is your first reaction, but right. is my reaction godly? Is my reaction biblical? Mm-hmm. So you gotta, you, you gotta move it to a different way. This is what maturing and growing right. in Christ is. This is like, this is where it goes, my, uh, my faith over feelings and emotions, right. you know? So a lot of us don't get past that. We just roll with what we feel. And so if I feel it, you're gonna have to listen to me because right. that's my, no. I don't care what you feel, to be right. honest with you. Get back to the facts. Well, and again,
0: it. that's you know our culture has created that monster. You talked about it. I've talked about it before. You know, you look at Burger King that tells us to have it your way, and Nike that says "just do it." Um, you know, all of these slogans that that these companies have created that are cute really are all based on feelings. It's like it's right. all about you. If you want it, get it. It's all yours. Right. Well, that's that's definitely not what God telling us to do it's not about feelings at all exactly um
1: the um um i i love the i love the fact that you know for whatever you're going through in your life in god's word he gives you something Mm -hmm. to get you to a place Mm -hmm. that you don't have to deal with that there's nothing that god can't we seek the salt. There's nothing, There's God, nothing can't that God can't do. our God can And that's true. Yeah. There's nothing that, that our God can't do. And um, so um, – and, and I love the fact that, um, you know, that God can work a miracle in all of us, even the stuff that I struggle with or you mm-hmm. struggle with that's been lifelong. Yep. You can, sometimes the struggle is the journey of it, you know, is, right. is getting to the place where I'm not as bad as I was a year ago or right. 10 years ago or 20 years ago. It's that process. Exactly. And, and I said yesterday – do you know how I can tell if you're walking with God or not? And if you're always negative, if you're sour, you got a bad attitude, you're always talking bad about mm-hmm. people, you're grumpy, you got a chip on your shoulder, you're never happy. You just told me by your actions mm-hmm. that you are not walking with God. Now, I'm not saying that if you get, you have a day or two like that. Right. But I'm saying if this right. is who you are and everybody's like, oh no, here they come, what are they going to say? You never know what's going to bop out of their mouth. They're always got a chip on their shoulder. You're not walking with God. Just plain and simple. Matt, right. get mad at me if you want. You just told me. By your actions, you're not walking with God. Just because you come to church and you tithe and you help out and you serve doesn't mean that you're walking with God, right? It's like knowing the word and doing the word. You know, they they, they go hand in hand on that. So, um, but I think a lot of Christians forget that. Um, yes, this in this world you're going to have trouble. Right. In this world, there's going to be a lot of bad things. And I read a scripture from the, the that the Apostle Paul um, wrote. It's in Philippians 4-4. He writes this from a prison cell and it says, rejoice in the Lord
0: always. Again, I say rejoice. I love Paul. I know. Could Does you that have worked done for that? cold weather? Rejoice in the, so, so it, if Paul you was squ- in a prison if squ- cell. Squ-
1: if you quote that scripture at me in mid-January, I'm punching you.
0: Paul was <laughs> in a prison cell. You were in central Ohio and it's sleeting <laughs> and snowing and it's 12 degrees. Oh, you are still called to rejoice in the Lord, in the the Lord, Lord always. always. And again I say rejoice. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to painting or something done and put in your office one day. You're gonna walk in, it's gonna be behind your desk. <laughs> but it's gonna be a nice snowy scene and but in jest, we laugh. Right. True though. It is. It is true. Rejoice in the It doesn't matter what comes
1: your way. Rejoice in the Lord always. Mm-hmm. I just had I just get hard, hit hard financially. Yeah. Again I say rejoice. Yep. Rejoice in the Lord always. I just found out I had cancer. Mm-hmm. Again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always my kids just run off the rail run off the rails. I'm you know yeah. again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always somebody just dinged me again or somebody's mad again I say rejoice. It it's it's not an option, it's not a right. suggestion. It it is for you. Mm-hmm. It's your mindset, it's exactly. your heart. Paul is telling us that it, there's something bigger, better. This is not, what you see is not really what you get. I know you're feeling it right now. Right. But it's, this is just a part of, um, of, of what we have to go through. And we have a lot to be rejoiceful for because, you know, we do, a lot of us don't experience a lot of issues. We do have problems. Let's, let's admit it. Absolutely. But our issues are nothing compared Here's what we do. We think issues are like car issues and health issues and house issues and kid issues and marriage issues. No, 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 no. We're actually really talking about, you know, rejoicing the Lord always when things start to go against you because of what you believe in. Again, I say rejoice. And so this is going to be really hard for Christians because we don't want to be dinged for our beliefs. We don't want to lose our jobs because of what we believe. That's why a lot of Christians don't stand up because we, we we don't know what to do. It's exactly. It's really hard. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8. I love this verse. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He
0: will never fail you, never abandon you. Right. And that's why we can rejoice always is because guess what? God is going before us. God exactly. is not shocked by anything that takes exactly. place in our lives. And I love that. And <laughs> Oh gosh, you know Moses in in that, and again, you don't have when you're when you're speaking, you don't have as much time to you know give the backstory on right. everything, you know, and and you know they're they're fleeing from the right. Egyptians and mm-hmm. and and the Israelites are freaking out and and they're like, what are we going to do? You know, they're they're afraid. We sh- you know we should we would have been better off just staying in Egypt. No, you wouldn't have. He's like, you know, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Right, you know. Right. God God will personally go ahead of you He will exactly. not fail you, he will not forsake you Moses was He had a lot of patience He did, and
1: um, the thing about it is Is that, I, I don't know if I said in both services But, you know, God does go ahead of us And how do you know that he hadn't already gone ahead of you um, You know And how do you know the situation is not lighter not, Because he's already gone exactly, ahead of Exactly, it's not worse than it could be Exactly, yeah. and so yesterday we talked about Job And you've already brought Job up And Job chapter 1 Verses two and three. Would you go? Would you agree with me that? Um he probably experienced the worst day in human history. I mean, personally, that a person could could actually go through. I think so. Now I'm going to read Job one verses two and three. Allison said this sounds like um, apart from Aladdin when Aladdin has all of his stuff. So I was kidding her last week. I'm like in Aladdin chapter one verses two and exactly. three. Exactly what it says. He he had seven sons and three daughters, so ten kids of, uh, altogether. He owned seven thousand sheep, three thousand camels, five thousand teams of five hundred teams of oxen, and five hundred female donkeys. He also had many servants. He was, in fact, the richest person in the entire area. That's a lot. Job had it going on. Well, he did. And um, it's amazing. But Job... With all of that was righteous. He was faithful. He was devoted to God, loved his family. And this is what impresses me about Job <laughs> in Job 1.5. Job would purify his children. He would get up early in the morning and offer a burnt offering for each of them. For Job said to himself, perhaps my children have sinned and have cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular practice. So not only did he love God, he wanted his kids to love. He's trying to cover his kids because he didn't want them to be out of sync with God because they might have done something stupid that he didn't even know about. Exactly. And so this is the kind of person Job was. Right. But we know that Job lost everything, lost his kids, lost everything that he owned. And, And I ask the question is, what if you lost everything you had yesterday, but you also lost your kids? Think about your kids. I don't remember if you have one, two, four, five you lose your kids you find out at noon today your kids are gone right how are you going to react oh man that's all of them yeah it's terrible mm-hmm. i'm not quite sure i could deal with it right i mean i i will eventually but right the moment of, the moment you hear that it's going to
0: be like you were punched punched in the gut and you see you know Joe has sorrow and you see he everything but but he does. But he, does, he never he never accuses god and which
1: brings us to job 1 21 and 2 he said, I can't, naked, I came from my mother's womb and I will be naked when I, when I leave. The Lord has given me what I have and the Lord has taken away. This is amazing. Praise the name of the Lord. He's mm-hmm. still praising yep. God. And this is the great thing. This last line is crazy. In all of this, Job did not sin by blaming God. Right. So if you blame God, it's, it's a sin. sin. Why God? Why, my why would you goodness. do this? that why would you allow this to happen exactly you're blaming god yeah. virtually is what you're saying why why are you like i've done all this for you god why god right. did not do that right you live in a sinful world how many times do we have to tell you this if you're a christian for you know for more than 3 minutes you should know that we live in a sinful yep. world and bad things are going to happen to good people and jesus says in this word you're going to have trouble But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we have, yeah, we're all going to face things. And so it's very difficult, but Job is, that's the attitude that you want to have. That's the attitude I would love to have. And I'm not so sure I could have it. Right. Right. To be honest with you. But later he gets his, he gets 10 more kids and he gets Mm -hmm. more than he ever had. And, uh, but Job never got angry. He never had bitterness
0: and resentment toward God. And it's an awesome story. How do you think the relationship was with he and his wife after that? Because she was like, you know, why don't you just curse God and die? I, I love Tim Hawkins, Christian comedian. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the bit where he does about Job's wife? Oh man, a long time ago. So he, he's talking, and, and and you know, Satan is is, um you know, Satan is there, and he takes all of his kids. He takes his, you know, all of that from him, and and someone's like, hey, Satan, well, there, there's Job's wife over there, you know. And Satan's like, yeah, I know. So, well, aren't you going to do anything to Job's wife? There's Job's wife. Yeah, I know. And he just laughs, <laughs> like he, he leaves Job's wife alone because she's a thorn in Job's side. Like <laughs> Satan's like, yeah, no, I got this.
1: You know, I don't know how I, I don't know his wife. I, and I, you know, I, I, she may or may not get a bad rap. I don't know. <laughs> right. But right. Um, I, I mean, I don't know what she's going through because she's lost everything. She's lost, <laughs> exactly. too. Exactly. And exactly. Um, so, you know, and then Job's inflicted with all kinds of stuff at that point. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just boils and sores. Oh. And have you ever had a boil? Seriously, no, no I have And I'm going to tell you something I've had one It was on my forehead Oh, you told me about that once Dude This is the most crazy thing It just kept getting bigger and bigger And so I was reading I had to go to the doctor Because one time your head Was about uh, to explode Actually kept getting bigger Exactly So within the boil This is gross Okay, so if you got a weak stomach Just fast forward for a few seconds um, um, If you have a boil again. There are boils in the boil there's like three or four or five, six boils in the boil. So that's why they say don't pop it because then what happens is it spreads. And so you get more boils. So you have to have to go lanced by a doctor because he's got to lance all the boils in the boil. And so um, I did that. And so it kept getting worse and worse. I, I had to take off work for like three days because <laughs> – my forehead and my eyes and everything was just so swollen, oh, and then man. I was miserable. And then had it lanced, and then immediately the swelling uh, went down, but it was painful. It was painful. That was one. It was one. And Job, Job had them all, all over, over his body. Like I can't imagine what that guy felt like because you swell with. Yeah. I my head was swollen from one stinking boil, right? And so I, I can't even imagine what. Okay, now we're past that. So thank you for rejoining us here. Exactly. So I asked a question. What happens to good people when bad things happen? Mm-hmm. What happens? Well, I think if, if if you're a follower of Jesus Christ and you're keeping your mind and your eyes and your compass on him, you're, you're going to be able to become a better person. And God's going to do something to you because you're leaning upon him and, and through the grace and the power of him. And, uh, and I know that's not easy to do. I know, I know it's probably one of the diff- most difficult things you're, you're ever going to right. do, but you have to remember this. No matter what you go through, you're still a child of God. You're still, you're still his chosen person. First Peter two, verse nine, you are, are, you are a chosen people. You are a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Right. And I and I think that if we would all start today, and begin to change our thoughts, I think we could change our world. I do. I really believe that with all my heart. Right.
0: Um. I did bring up Thomas yesterday, old Dotting Thomas. You know, I, I I again, he may or may not I get a bad. I think he rap. may get a bad rap too. But, but, but. I compared him but. to the
1: Apostle Paul, which probably is an unfair comparison for sure. So, uh, but I basically said that Thomas walked with Jesus in the flesh three years for three years. And he didn't have to go to jail. He was never in prison. He was never beaten. He was Mm -hmm. never, nothing really bad happened to Thomas when he was with Jesus, but he literally saw Jesus, got, got to hear the teachings of Jesus, got to see the miracles of Jesus, got to eat with Jesus, got to, you know, hang with Jesus, got to fish with Jesus, got to laugh with Jesus. He's with Jesus. So he's got the whole thing, right? But then you got the Apostle Paul, who's we've already said he's been beaten, he's been flogged, he's been shipwrecked, he's been snake bitten, he's been whatever, he's been whatever, whatever he's gone through all this. So I basically said, could you say next to the Apostle Paul that Thomas is kind of a couch potato Christian. Christian in in that way? So when the disciples find out that Jesus Christ has risen. risen. Mm-hmm. They come, you know, they're like, hey, we've seen Jesus, he's alive. And Thomas says this in John 20, verse 25, I won't believe it until I see the nail wounds in his hands and put my fingers into them and I place my hand into the wound into his side. And here's the thing about Thomas, that um I, I'm going to let him off the hook because I think ma- a majority of us would be feeling the same way. Right? I don't believe it. I've been devastated by what has happened. Mm-hmm. And so... Jesus has been teaching them, but here's, here's where Thomas doesn't get a free off off the hook and neither should we. We have the promises of God. If we believe in the promises of God, we've got the spirit of God living in us, which is the spirit of God that was in the, that brought Jesus out of the tomb. We should know the promises of God and what his word says. So Thomas did walk with Jesus, was with Jesus, heard his teachings. Jesus taught, I will. I'm going to be dead. This is what, this is what's going to happen to the son of man. So when the disciples said, Hey, here he is. He's alive. He should have said, awesome. Awesome. I knew it was going to happen, but no, he was, um, he didn't do that. So basically I just said, you know, today we are kind of like couch potato Christians, you know, and couch potato, pity pot Christian, Christianity goes against God. It goes against his word, goes against his teachings. It goes against the mindset of God and all of his promises. And, And I think that sometimes we need to, uh, we need to snap out of that. And um so um Thomas, all he had to do was think back to the promises of Jesus that Jesus already said and Jesus already claimed. And he knew what Christ could do. He saw what Jesus um could do. And I, I honestly believe with all my heart that we do the same thing, that we don't claim the word of God or the promises of Jesus Christ and we forget what Jesus can do. All right. And I said yesterday, I, I threw a ball in. If that's you, you need to stop it. Mm-hmm. You stop it. If you got your feelings hurt in 1993, you need to get over it. You need, to, you need yeah. to deal with it. You need to turn the page on that. Somebody hurt your feelings and you're dwelling on it, you need to move on. Uh, I think I said, you know, it's time to grow up. It's time for us to mature. If you've been a Christian more than a year, you got to grow up. Right. It's time to turn those pages and get get going. The world needs Christianity right now. The world needs the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if we are playing the role of the victim and we're always doing the things that we shouldn't be doing, how's the world ever going to find out who Jesus is? Exactly. If we can't actually deliver on that. Right, right. Stop saying we can't and stop saying we can do it all. We can do it through Jesus Christ who gives us the strength. I believe that with all my heart. So um
0: Yeah, exactly. And in, in Matthew nineteen, twenty six, you read this from the New King James Version. You know, Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. You know, what you just said is absolutely true. Right. You know, we can do anything through Jesus. He'll give us the strength. He'll give us the knowledge. He'll give us, you know, the wisdom as long as, as long as it's in his will. Exactly. And, you know, we, we need to stop
1: focusing on what we can't do and focus on what we can do. And we need to focus on the impossibilities of what God wants us to do because. If God wants you to do the impossible, you'll never see it totally. Right. You're going to have right. to have faith. Right. But if, uh, if you want to keep it safe, you're going to lock God down in a box and, and, and you're going to you're control going to God. God. right. Don't do that. Exactly. Because you know what? You're going to be, you're going to be so much blessed for allowing God to work in your life. Daniel eleven thirty two. I love this verse. The people who know their God shall be strong and they shall carry out great exploits, meaning action. You're going to carry out action. That gets back to knowing God and doing what God wants you. Um, to do so we need to stop sitting on our hands. We need to stop playing church. We need to stop being comfortable and we need to do something that is absolutely impossible in the name of God and mm-hmm. give him the glory when it's done. Stop getting our strength from us. Right. And let's get it from God and right. see what God wants us to do. If if the majority of the Christians would get their strength from God, we would move this world and turn it over 50,000 times. But we all try to play it safe. Yeah, we all try to just kind of do what, do our own thing.
0: It's kind of like we and, work against each other. Right. We're not
1: working with each other. We're working against each other.
0: Yeah, play it safe, and and we want to have control. We want to be able to manipulate. You exactly. know, one of the big things that, and I'm sure you've been in in this game longer than I have been. But you know, being in ministry for pushing 20 years now, myself, and you're, dude. I was in this game a year before you were born. A year before I was born. So we won't tell how long that is. Um, but you know. One of the biggest things that I've heard, and I'm sure you've heard it too, is, well, where's the money going to come from? Right. You know, the truth is, is that if God wants it to happen, it's going to happen. Right. I love, you know, your Greg Laurie quote. Oh, my goodness. He said, people use the excuse, I can't do anything because I'm not an expert. The Titanic was put together with experts, but the ark was put together by an old man with volunteers. Which boat would you like to take a trip on? <laughs> you know, it, I'm it, not an right. expert. We don't have the money. You know, where's the resources going to come from? Exactly. You know, they had all of the resources. They put, you know, Gold plated everything in the Titanic. I don't think that's true, but they could have. Yeah, I, I think, you know I there think were like, a lot of first class, immaculate. Out, yes. Yeah, if you look at some of the pictures and read about, it, man, it was unbelievable. Right. right, no, no expense spared. None, none. At and all. then here you've got a, you know, an old man and his, his boys going exactly. out and cutting down logs to build a boat when it it had never rained. That amazes me. Uh, the quote built by an old man and volunteers. <laughs> right. love it i love it but that but that's true is you know we again just like moses says in deuteronomy you know we have to not fear because god is going to go before us and if god wants it to happen he's going to make a way he made a way through the sea he made a way through the wilderness he you know he's going to guide our path just like he did for them maybe not with you know a cloud of smoke by day and fire by night but he will guide our path exactly exactly 100 percent.
1: and i think that for whatever it is in our life or for church or whatever, we need to stop looking behind us and look forward ahead. Um, I told everybody, so if you jumped in your cars, you jumped on route four today. Oh um, are you going to look at your windshield or are you going to look in your rear view mirror and drive your car? Uh, you glance in your rearview mirror to see where you've been, but you don't, you, that's not where you're going anymore. You're going right. away from that. And a lot of Christians try to look at the past. That's because they want to go back. You, you can't go back. There's no way you can do that. It's not possible to go back. So why you, why are you landing there? Right. Why aren't you going forward? I mean, if Jesus Christ and the gospel of Jesus Christ is our mission, why, why are you dragging your feet on this stuff? Why, right. why, why don't you just, um, Put your faith and your trust and all of it into God and say, God, where do you want me to go? Glance in the rearview mirror. Yep. Look at the past. Yep. Learn from the past. Build upon the past. Yep. Don't go back there. Right. It does nobody any good whatsoever. And here's the thing. You're actually impeding the kingdom of God and he's going to allow you to do it. He's going to put his, I, I really pictured God just like, all right, you got it. I, I know how this should
0: turn out, but let's, let's see, see what how you, you want it do. to turn out. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yep. Um, I love uh, Paul where he says, in Philippians three thirteen and fourteen, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things that are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ in Christ Jesus. It's mm, good. I love, yeah, John Piper's quote. Yep, here's the most therapeutic phrase in all of
0: theology: "Get over it." Normally, John Piper is very difficult to understand. He's very plain and simple right there. That was plain. I think I understand what he means. That was simple. Most therapeutic phrase in all of theology. Get over get it. Get over
1: it. Basically, stop walking through the mud of the past. Right. You know, um if you've been hurt, get over it. If you've yeah. been criticized, get over it. If you, yeah. if you failed, get over it. You know, it's just you, – you we, we do have to get over things. We This is where the mind comes in because our minds continue not to let us get over that, and we are the ones that
0: allow that to happen. You're in control of your mind. For sure. And and this goes back to what we were talking about earlier is it, it all goes back to our feelings and our emotions. Exactly. You know, it, it's not about our feelings and our emotions. It's not about your feelings and your emotions. It's about what does God want for me, you know, personally? What does God want for me and my family? What does God want for, you know, my exactly. kids? Exactly. For us as a church, what does God want for us as a church? How does God want us to reach people who are lost and dying and going to hell every single day with the truth of the the gospel? Right. How does he want us to expand the kingdom?
1: Right. Exactly. And um, But, you know, here's the thing. Whenever you do something for God or you start making advances, even when you preach uh, the word of God and it goes against the culture, you start doing that. There's always going to be... Uh, and you start moving that way, there, there's always going to be a resistance. Yeah. For Satan, people. Satan
0: is going to work against you.
1: Yeah. And I, and I, and I said yesterday in every church that I've ever been in, and including this one, when things start to change or people get out of their comfort zone or somebody doesn't like things, there's always a committee of naysayers. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we can't do it. You know, like you already said, we, where's the money going to come from? It's not possible to do this. We, it's not the way we used to do it. We start landing in the past. We start looking in the rear view mirror at those things. And honestly, When people start to dig in like that, it it becomes an encouragement to me that we're on the right road and we're doing the right thing. Right? Um, Because a lot of times, if nobody's really saying anything, then what are we doing? Exactly. If you're doing something in the name of God, you're going to be criticized. I guarantee it. Right. And it's usually uh, the world definitely is going to do it, but it's hard when it comes from the Mm -hmm. Christian community. But it is what It, it is. Right. You know, it is what it is. And um, I gave this illustration, you know, think about this, without resistance um, of water, a boat won't float, without the resistance of air, a plane won't fly, and without the resistance of gravity, you and I'd be floating all over the room in here. Mm-hmm. And um, so we need to stop limiting what God can actually do in our life. Right. And, right. And go with what he wants. So
0: um, good stuff. But how about the first Corinthians 1557? Yeah, you, you closed out with that, but thank God. He gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and what? Immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Be strong and immovable. That's awesome. Yep. Strong and immovable. And and I love that. You know, nothing that you ever do for the Lord is useless. Exactly
1: exactly and I, and I just keep your heart your mind on god keep moving that way and it doesn't mean you're not going to experience pain and suffering and right. things right. in your life but it just it means that you've got to really you 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 have to be intentional to keep your mind and your heart on god absolutely mm-hmm. have to do that and um we have one more week in the series mm-hmm. uh in the series uh, of your inner compass and um i don't know what to expect for this week because the topic is going to be uh, a little crazy, but it's not meant to be crazy. And I'm not meant to get people ramped up. Mm-hmm. I don't want people, I don't want you to come in angry. I don't want you to come in with thoughts about, oh, I'm going to rebuttal this. I don't agree with this. What I want you to do is to allow God's word to speak to you about mm-hmm. really about what God's, what, saying. what is truth. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, you know, the abortion issue, homosexuality, Christians are starting to go the opposite way of God's right. word. So, um, but I'm praying that God's word is going to be heard this coming week on this disc, on this discussion because the question basically, is it possible to be a gay Christian? Mm -hmm. Is it possible to be a Christian and to be living in the gay lifestyle? And so we're going to answer some of those questions that even the gay, Christian gay community talk about that. Yes, you can do this, that God gives you a free pass on this. So we're going to take a couple of the arguments that they give, not all of them, because I don't have the time. We'd be here till Christmas. Right. Um, Which it's almost Christmas. It is almost Christmas. Mm -hmm. So a week
0: from tonight is... Trunk or treat. Week from tonight, yes. Trunk or treat. Trunk or treat. October 31st. Mm-hmm. That is in the Richwood Marketing parking lot across from the post office. Mm-hmm. You can still sign up to, um, to, um, decorate your trunk and to pass out candy up there. You can go to richwood.church forward slash sign up to do that. And you can still bring in candy, I believe, up to Wednesday. Okay. Perfect. Perfect.
1: Um, I was gonna see Operation Christmas
0: Child is right around the corner go, as well. I'm We've just got some, at that, yeah, we have some um, brochures, some um, material out in the welcome center with a list of items. If you would like to donate items to be packed in the boxes, they're going to be packing the boxes on November the thirteenth. That is, during the second service, the children are going to pack that, Club 252. Mm-hmm. Kids are going to pack those, and then all of the families and other adults are welcome to join after that to help finish packing or to pray over boxes or whatever they have left that need to be done, move boxes mm-hmm. or what whatnot. So, But definitely, um, if you're able to donate for that, we would encourage you to do that That's as well. Good. And then um, the Women at
1: the Well um, is going to be on November the 4th. It's a worship time, so... Um, there, you're invited to come to that um, ages, well, ladies, 13, 13 and, and above. There's no so, child care available. Yeah, no child care. And then this coming Sunday, straight up at noon, October 30th is Congregational Meeting. Information will probably only be more than five or ten minutes mm-hmm. of right. that. So. Right, But anyway. High were, noon. When, high noon. It's a movie, isn't it? High noon.
0: So what else is going on? Is that it? Oh, man. I feel like there's other stuff because it's like we're getting into our busy season. Um, I know we're going to be doing the thankful um, Thanksgiving meal, right? Um, again, but we'll be getting information for that right around the corner. Um, I've got to work on a graphic for that and get with Todd on all the info for there. But and then we have a new sermon series starting in November, um, November the sixth. Back to the basics. Back to the basics. Yeah, and it's called the I think it's the building blocks of a Christian life. Yeah. Basically, we're going to be talking about things at the church and what you need to be doing
1: as, as a, as a mm-hmm. Christian. And so it's going to be four weeks before we get into Christmas. So,
0: um, that's crazy. That is crazy. We're five weeks from the Christmas series. I'm going to start, I must start planning Christmas music. I mean, you and I've already been listening to it. Well, that's it's about true. some time for some being. I need to listen to some being. Bing, Frank Sinatra, mm-hmm. Johnny Mathis, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all those good guys, uh. Nat King Cole. Rosemary Clooney. Oh, I love Nat King Cole's day. voice. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You know, he's, Nat King Cole's a really good singer. Mm-hmm. He's really smooth. Yes, he is. Oh, it's just I think butter. six packs of cigarettes a day really helped his <laughs> voice to make him smooth, but he bit it at age 50. so right. I mean, that was rough, but right. while he was here, he was smooth. Exactly. He was smooth. <laughs> you no, know, I, I love listening to his Christmas stuff. <laughs> Awesome. Oh, well, hope you guys have a, hope you all have a good week and hope you guys keep your mind and your heart on God. And, mm-hmm. um, I know it's difficult, um, in this, in this age. Uh, we are a group of people who do run on sheer Sometimes adrenaline, emotion and feelings and what we think. That's, that's what our culture has been breeding for a while, especially since the internet, where you can oh, actually man. state your opinion without any responsibility, um, or accountability. Right. And, um, it has bled over into our lives. And so that's not a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. that's not a good thing. No matter how you, st- Deck that, you don't have to comment on everything. You don't have to make a rebuttal on everything. You don't have to do that. Um, if I ro- rolled on my feelings and emotions, everybody would be like, "Wow, that guy's like a Mack truck." Because with my personality, right? Um, so I always have to weigh everything. Sometimes I have to take have to take a step back, right? From my, from me. And be like, okay, God, what do you how do you want me to handle this? And sometimes it's nothing. Right. Sometimes right. it's say nothing, do nothing. The hardest thing you can do is do nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Do nothing and let God go work ahead of yep. you. Exactly. And work for you. Yeah. So but we hope you guys have a good week. And Brandon, I hope you um hope
0: you have a good week and
1: thank you. Get a lot of coffee and honey in.
0: Coffee and honey, that's you know, two of the best things, three of the best things in the world, coffee, honey, and Jesus. <laughs> I guess so. The greatest of these is Jesus. Isn't that a Bible verse? Oh, wait, no, yeah, and um, you know, I hope I don't hear you speaking in tongues anymore this week. I'll try not to. I sound like some alien, what, yeah, I don't know, anyway, so, on that note, thanks for joining us, and you all have a great week.